All right. Greetings and happy Wednesday. This is the Desiree Show, First Downs and Flip Tricks, and it's on Dash Radio. I'm super, super stoked to be here. Uh, tagline for the show is First Downs and Flip Tricks, and it is. It's all about skateboarding and the NFL. Um, so on the show tonight, I'm super excited to welcome a ripping, iconic skateboarder with a career spanning over like three decades and a prolific artist as well. Um, and so, so much more. Uh, Mr. Lance Mountain. And at the bottom of the hour, I'm actually going to go to Texas and we're going to check in with former Eagles and Colt defensive tackle, Mr. Harvey Armstrong. Uh, so first, I just want to say I'm super hyped to be here and excited to hear from you all as well. Um, I've got a slew of awesome guests lined up for the next, I've, I've got a, a slew, probably 50 people slated for the show already. Um, which I'm really excited to share with everybody. And yes, just like my tagline, first downs and flip tricks, it is going to be NFL and football. I have football Tourette's, I will warn you. Um, I also, uh, skateboarding is uh, in my DNA as well. So I kind of hand in hand. And I, I was a running back on the boys team in third grade. I will, I will tell you that. Yes. Marcus Allen and Charles White were my heroes growing up. So I just dated myself too. So now you know that my old lady. <laughs> So, but anyways, I just, uh, you know, and I, as I said, it's going to be filled with my passion, skateboarding and football. So with that, um, I'm going to let you know, though, quickly that the guests will span from the NFL, former LF, former Hall of Famers, current players, writers, visionaries, and I'll dip into some baseball, some college football. Uh, Jerry Hairston Jr. will be on in a couple of weeks as well, talking about the Dodgers. Um, I've got Steve Olson coming in next week as well, which should be fun too. Um, and you know, a list, uh, uh, Neem Williams, uh, Lizzie Armana, there's, uh, I've got a slew of guests, as I mentioned, that are coming in. Um, I'll also try to bring some local teams in here. So as you know, Los Angeles, we are broadcasting from Hollywood. Los Angeles Chargers are in Costa Mesa um, and uh, the LA Rams. USC football is here as well. And I'm trying, going to try to bring a little bit of little bit of those three teams uh, in addition to all the NFL I don't like to uh, I, I'm it is not only California NFL it's all over the league and so I'll have players from all over coming on um, and uh, skateboarders legends icons current rippers um, lensmen as well um, filmmakers and skateboarding too and writers even so um, anyway so there's a little little tidbit I thought I'd throw and uh, and what we're gonna do too is I'm talk to Sal Barbier and I'd like to do an outside the NFL little um, weekly pick them with everybody so I'm gonna have Sal Barbier coming in studio as well and we will have and I'll invite everybody who wants to join us can sign up online and everybody can kind of figure out who they want to pick and it is going to be outside the NFL so you don't have to be a football expert you can have fun and sometimes those people win actually too so um but anyway so you definitely want to follow me on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook it is at Desiree underscore Astorga uh for Instagram and Twitter and then also um at the Desiree show for Instagram and at the Desiree underscore show for Twitter so uh, just uh, just a heads up. So lots going on right now, too. Uh, Huntington Beach has been invaded by every walk of life right now with the U.S. Open going on. And it's been uh, a lot of teams have reported back to uh, to camp. So training camp is in session. Yesterday was like full was first day of pads. Um, the Hall of Fame game is coming up on Thursday tomorrow. Um, so lots going on. Hall of Fame ceremony as well. So, but without further ado, after my little ramble there, um, I, as I mentioned, I'm super excited and a huge warm thanks to a legend, a phenomenal skater. He's an inventor. He's an artist. He's a creator. He's a husband. He's a father and oh yeah, member of the original Bones Brigade. Um, he even has some Mason skills um, <laughs> and he shakes his head along with maybe he's a contact contracting license these days uh, but there's plenty more I'm super excited to welcome in studio uh, no other than Lance Mountain Lance thanks so much for coming in thank you thank you for bringing me in yeah awesome. so good to see you yeah you too as always and uh, Lance was kind enough to bring me a, a board of my husband's uh, old one of my husband's old boards and some rad Lance socks I'm super stoked so thank you cool yeah so and then traffic wasn't too bad getting up here no, it's normal. Right. It's pretty right. normal. It's normal. <laughs> so um, now there's so, so much about you that I feel fortunate to know, um, knowing you. Um, but we only have so much time. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to, uh, what are we going to devil into today? So, you know, obviously you've had a career in skateboarding that has spanned over three decades. You had your first board, I think, in 74, 75, the age of 10 or 11. Yeah. Uh, from your friend Enrique Esparza. Esparza, yeah. We, I, my 
called him Kike. Kike? Yeah, he lived five houses down. He was like four or five years older than us. And uh, he was the guy that uh, we kind of followed and did what he did. And what was that? It was a use, it was one of his use boards, but what was that board? I believe he, um, it was right after he got uh, urethane wheels had just come out. So he had gave me a hand, hand me down and it was, um, it was a clay wheeled board. It had white clay wheels and it was, uh, I don't, I don't think it was a named board, Chicago truck type of, uh, hand me down and, um, you know, wrote it, wrote his and then within weeks or days probably went and got urethane wheels cause I could tell the difference. So, and, uh, yeah, it's just, we never put it down after that. Well, now, did you ever foresee that this piece of wood, this 32-inch or 35-inch piece of 27 wood, 27 oh, with 27. They're tiny then. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, actually, I had a hobby with clay wheels. Yeah. So, that's like that. Um, but you know, did you ever foresee that you would that this would become so uh, ventricle with your life? No, you're just doing. You're just finding when you're you know a kid like everyone else you're just trying to find something that you feel like you belong to and uh once I found that feeling and uh I knew I was going to always do it but um it definitely wasn't something you're going to do past uh eighth grade ninth grade high school you're going to you know start doing what you needed to do to move on it was a toy it was definitely a toy it wasn't um anything that you thought you'd do past eighth or ninth grade I think yeah yeah and now uh, looking back I mean you've, you've been a company owner in skateboarding um you've uh, had amazing some art shows all over the world you've been able to create things you've had been able to be paid to be a skateboarder yeah I mean for that long I mean did you I mean how does how is that is it sort of surreal looking back and realizing that it's it's a total blessing it's uh, unbelievable there's parts of it that you're kind of like, oh, it's, I've seen so many friends come and go and grow up and move on. And parts of it is like, wow, I never grew up or did I miss out on other things? And other parts of it is like, this is incredible that I, at 53, I still get to pretend like I'm a 10 year old and play. Um, we, um, there was a boom, a big boom in the in 77, 78, 79 that was just so special. And those three years of it starting to happen and be such a, a special time and wanting to be a part of the group of guys that were doing it at that time and saw that they only had six months to two year careers. Because this is right when people started having careers, I guess it wasn't a game anymore. It wasn't playing on a toy was becoming some and seeing it so short for them um i think instilled in us like we're, we're not gonna let this go and we're gonna figure a way to make this um uh, be a life uh, you know pay pay and be a life and so we we're fortunate enough to be kind of the first group of guys that turned it into a living and uh thought it was maybe going to be a 10-year living and then it was a uh, a little bit more and then it was really painful and collapsed and everyone got washed out and it was it was like goodbye and then we had enough knowledge from how to do it to, to stay around and it it's incredible yeah it's it's absolutely mind-blowing that we get to play skateboarding still yeah. if you're just tuning in I'm joined by Lance Mountain he's in studio and I'm on we're on dash radio and we're talking a little bit about uh, skateboarding for a living for a life I mean uh, yeah. not having to grow up um, but but I feel, but I don't see that about you. I, I mean, you're I see that you've there's so many dimensions to you, Lance. Um, you know, I feel like you are. It is. I did. I was grown up. Yeah, yeah, you are. You are grown up. <laughs> but grown yeah. up, but um, you know, it's one of the hardest things is to keep. Um, everyone wants to keep a childlike look at the world, and then life comes at you and changes it, and so there's a bit in there's a bit of skateboarding that allows you to still have that adventure and that freedom and that um, just seeing seeing it from a childlike view that's cool about it even though you do grow up you get mature and you have crazy <laughs> you know everyone has crazy busy lives and gotta make make it work and yeah so it's it's a uh, it's, it's been awesome. Well, and then let 
tell me, share about what being on your skateboard feels like. You know, it's probably, it's a drug. <laughs> it's an addiction. Um, everyone has kind of addictions and things, and um, I'm, I'm glad that this is probably one of the better ones. <laughs> um, I never, you know, I never went down the path of having to do drugs or wanting to do drugs or partying or drink or do anything that um, it was my escape from that because it gave me all that adrenaline and that that rush and that challenge and that pursuit of something new and put your mind to something and you know be determined to to do it and um it still gives you that you know you're look it's that roller coaster it's like it's a roller coaster but you're in control you get to control it and uh at the same time it's also I remember we're being at 10 11 12 we had to you know if I got to go down the hill and around the corner, I was in a whole nother world. Um, and I was finding things and I was, this was new. And um, it's still the same thing. Um, you're trying to find, you try to find new ways to um, push, get a little bit more, get a little more, a little more adrenaline than last time. Um, you, you make up tricks and things. And instead of just doing it once and saying, oh, I've done it, you try to find new ways to make it feel better or get that you know push it a little bit farther than the last time and um yeah it's it's probably like a lot of things but it's skateboarding is ours and so i don't know yeah. it's incredible yeah no it's cool i mean i get grumpy if i haven't been able to or if i'm injured you know yeah um, and i don't get to skate like i used to none of us do <laughs> <laughs> yeah but nobody gets to skate like you <laughs> you're still killing it um, it's um, you know, and I and I want to reference for people that don't skateboard or maybe don't know, um, you know, things you skate are thirteen, four well, fourteen, four wheels, <laughs> four wheels, four with wheels, a piece of wood. Oh, uh, no, but the deep, the depth. Okay. Yeah. You know, the depth of cement pools you skate um, rapidly and with multiple lines and tricks, and I mean, the combi is only one backyard pools. Um, you know the the level of, of your skating is is phenomenal, uh, despite your age. I mean, Thank you. yeah. So, um, but no, in, in eighty one, you know, you brought up seventy seven, eighty one something. Also, I mean, you've been through having skated th through so many decades. You've been through the ups and downs, the adversities, and mm -hmm. when skateboarding died, and small wheels and big wheels, and then also with the Bones Brigade, and I mean, you've you've gotten so many ups and downs. How have you been able to sort of keep that, um, keep some form of a balance, you know, with it, with the ups and the downs? Um, it, the balance in skateboarding or life? In life. Um, I'll, I mean, because I'll be straight honest. Like, um, I, at a young age, I, I accepted the Lord. I believe that Jesus Christ is um, the answer. And um, I've seen everyone and all my friends trying to find answers and everything else even in skateboarding and um skateboarding was secondary um as much as i everyone thinks i'm a skateboarder and that's who i am and that's my identity my identity is in christ and so um when these challenges come and these things come like i'm stubborn i want to skateboard but i have something other than that and i have another place to go to it doesn't it doesn't um it doesn't exist in skateboarding alone um, and therefore, it doesn't exist in trying to fill it with other things when skateboarding fails. Um, and I got married really young, and uh, my wife and I are still together. And uh, without her, I wouldn't have. She's she's um, she's everything. She's really controlled. Um, she's my brain, and she's my <laughs> she's been able to like uh, make this thing work. Um, and she's been very patient with a terrible, terrible style of life really you know um and she uh when we had our son it was just like okay I'm gonna make this thing I love this thing I love my income and uh when it you know it, it collapsed to the point where there's three or four people were the were the only ones that in our age group only three or four people made it through mm -hmm. um and I would have to um I'd have to give that glory to the Lord not me um, and my and my foundation in him, not anything else. Um, 
And that being said, that gives me this, all these crazy drives to do all this other thing and work this way or do this stuff. Um, cause I'm, you know, I'm out of my mind. Everyone knows that. <laughs> You're just a Gemini. <laughs> that's why I can identify with you. No, um, no, that's cool. And I, and I want to share this is, uh, I reached out to Christian Hasoy oh, yeah. right. and he said, Lance Mountain and I skated, uh, in in ice skating competitions together our whole lives, but we really weren't very close. But when I went to prison, he was one of the people that came to visit me. It's because of a bond that we now share, and that's our faith, and it's something that I'll always cherish with Lance. When he came to visit me, and now we are brothers, which I love, but I know we're still competing. We're still competitors, but we're family. I love you, Lance. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure, man. And, uh, you know, touching people. You've touched a lot of people. Christian's an amazing skateboarder. And, uh, and human. Yeah. Well, and it's a mutual, I think. Yeah. So, okay, we're getting a little sappy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is Dash Radio, and this is the Desiree Show, and I'm here with Lance Mountain. Um, <laughs> so we had to reset there for a moment. Uh, yeah. So now you, and, you know, like, let's stay on that, is, you know, you have been a hero or an icon or someone to aspire to for many people. Who were the people that were sort of, uh, your mentors or your heroes growing up? Well, obviously, Kike um, gave me his board, um, and he was the best. I mean, he was years older than us, so he was he was better at everything whenever we did anything. And so, yeah, him. And then um, it instantly went to the magazines. I want. I saw images in magazines, and I was like, I want to know what this is because you didn't see video. You had no idea what this stuff was. So obviously, just like everyone else, Tony Alba was, it's Tony Alba, is skateboarding, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously then Jay Adams was just very spontaneous and rad. And Stacy Peralta was the one that you're like, okay, this is the guy that knows how to make this become something more than just a, a party. <laughs> and so those guys were the original guys that are, I really aspired to and looked up to and then there was just so many guys after that um you know ray bones and daryl miller bobby valdez um olsen's amazing um steve alba just these guys and then um you know just random rad skateboarders like jay smith and all of these guys had something they were bringing something new and different and you're like they'll never be to me they'll never be that cannot be repeated. So they, I, I just look up to each and every little bit and piece of that. Um, Steve Hirsch uh, was the one that really finally got me sponsored, and so I thank him for the beginning. And then, obviously, being on Pal Peralta with that opportunity to be with the best guys for that very important time of skateboarding um, gave us a lifetime of this. So yeah. Those are the guys I, you know, so many of them. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, and you hit on so many things. My mind's just like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, um, you, you know, you bring up Stacy. You bring, you know, Stacy, and and I know Craig, and I know, yeah. um, you know, and Glenn Friedman. I mean, yeah. some of these guys that you've been privy to visionaries as well, and you are one, I think, as well in your artistic endeavors. Uh, what is it that there's this attraction? I mean, this is a, a phenomenal group of men I just named um, it's the right time at the right place kind of deal you know it nothing it, none of it had been done before so it, it really attracted um, because it wasn't anything I think it really attracted creative people because you had to create stuff to to, to do it you had to create it whereas a little bit more like and I think that's what really attracted most skateboarders in those days because there were sports and you know as a young kid you're gonna go play this sport that has been played for 20 years and everyone knows the rules and they know the here's what you do and here's the, here's the level you reach to be good and you you know um, and you know you train to, to, to be better and all of a sudden there's this thing that's wide open to do whatever you want with that's why people say it's an art form. That's why people say it's has a bit of that. Um, it's a lot like music. You can create this new thing, a new sound, and a look and a feel. And if you've done it, then no one can take that. And so, um, in the beginning, it, cre- it 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 really 
I think, uh, attracted creative type of people. As it slowly became more and more like every all the other sports, <laughs> um, it creates more people that know, you know, that are stronger, faster, and can, you know, they understand the rules, and you can. So, but there's still a lot of um, in skateboarding that the desire to create and also the creative guys lead. Um, and um, luckily you get to be around them a little bit and being around Craig was um, amazing when I was on PAL because he really, it just you feed off it and you're like, okay, I know. And Stacy especially too. It just, I know what I need to do when the time comes. Yeah, no, I mean, in VCJ, I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, there's... I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) passing up one of the most important guys for all of us was Neil Blender. Yeah, no, and Neil, I mean, there's so many, I can't, um, you know, there's... We all grew up at a skate park, and Neil Blender was, from the guys I was talking about in the 70s, there was a change of guard, and Neil was the new leader, and he looked at everything differently, and created all what we know in modern skateboarding more so than even the guys before that you know it was just the the way you name tricks and the way you think of stuff and the way you look and the way you act and the way you you give part of yourself to skateboarding and art and everything it was uh neil blender was the best and um uh we all were we all hung around him and i usually basically did everything he wouldn't do in public because he was a real artist which you know kind of hid from the public when as soon as he did something that was rad and people liked it he hid from it and it was like I learned from the other side of it it was like well you can't hide it because that's the only way for you to keep doing it so I went and did it so I owe Neil a lot yeah, that, and that you you know the, about two two men you just mentioned, Stacy and Neil. That book that just came out, I I so want it. I, I don't know. I saw Jason Lee has it. And yeah, I was no. like, Oh, I want that. Yeah, I, I ordered it. It's it's rad. There's so much information in it. It's like you could read it forever. And I when I grew up, like, funny thing about Craig is like I didn't read much. He was a writer. I just looked at photos and images, so I didn't read. I really didn't get a lot from reading. So I got it. Um, and this book is awesome because it's like, well, there's a lot of reading in there. Gosh, I don't, you know, and we are, see, I we're told done. you, I know, right. we're not done. I mean, I, well, <laughs> I'm all, oh, oh, no, no, let's see how My much answers we're done. are too long. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> They're amazing. I'm like, there's just so many, you know, like I mentioned uh, starting the show. Um, but, you know, and then the, I have to, I have to mention the Bones Brigade. Yeah. I mean, because, it, you know, it's, it's part of your career, yeah, but it's been resurrected and this new surge, but this specialness that you had, um, you know, what, Obviously, there's tons of storylines, and, and there's a documentary on this. Um, but what stands out the strongest for you during that time? During that time? Being a part of that. Oh. Did you realize the... Did oh, you realize yeah. the... I mean... Oh, yeah. I tried to get on... I tried to get... As soon as... As soon as Stacy joined PAL and became PAL Peralta, he came from GNS, and Ray Bones had a board and all... That this was this was the stuff I tried to get on in '79. It was like, oh, yeah, this is the stuff. I didn't get on to '83, so um, I really appreciate it because I got on after my career had already been on something else, kind of, and I got on actually to take Stacy's job eventually. And so I I had a, I was professional and I had a board on another team, and it was like, okay, you come right for this without a board, and so. Um, which was the right thing for Stacy to do. Not he never popped on people on his team from other places. He br- he brought in young protege kids, and um, so I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I'm going to come work here." And I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm going to beat these guys, and I have to do what I have to do to be part of this thing." So um, it really motivated me to play the game better than I w- was. I was still just skateboarding and having fun and joking around and. Part of it was getting a little bit more like, okay, you got to win contests and prove that you're on top. And so um, they put me in a video, and being in the video kind of created an interest of, of me, and it was, um, yeah, it's a blessing, man. Um, it's very funny. It was, my friends always, all the guys from Whittier and them, where it was like the bad news, one of the bad news bears got on Pal Peralta. <laughs> and uh, we infiltrated it, and... 
but I was very competitive. Like everyone thought I was joking around or whatever. So the, you know, I won. I won this. I, well, I won the second contest I entered after getting on PAL, and so I was like, if I have to win, I can win. And so I could if I needed to, and that's part of it for sure. But um, yeah, skating with those guys, uh, it was. It's it's always helped be a part of a team where you're really feeding off each other, and even if you don't really skate together that much, yeah. And I, I think one of the main reasons that it is so strong or could be a story uh, told later, 20-something years later, mm-hmm. is a lot more of what everyone on that team did since than then. Because a lot of people did amazing things then. It wasn't like we were the only f- five guys that did something then. Everyone did something then. It was, you know, there was 20, 30 guys that were amazing. But we were able to do a lot since and so that story can be told based upon that we're how much stuff Tony and Stevie and myself and all and Rodney and we all got to still do and be involved in. And so um, a lot of it to me is what what happened in those 20 years in the death of skateboarding. <laughs> how great those years were. No. Um. You know, and okay, so I'm going to have to... Uh, Sorry. I'm, no, I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, we could do like an easy hour. <laughs> no problem. Uh, and it would be really enjoyable. Um, so I, this is another quote I have for you. And this is from Ray Barbie. All right. Um, to me, skateboarding is about creativity, hard work, preser- perseverance, and above all fun. Lance is all that and so much more. I love Lance. I love Ray, man. Yeah, Ray's an amazing skateboarder. He... Uh... He came when street skating busted out, and he just danced, and he flowed, and he just looked beautiful on a skateboard, and yeah, yeah, you make those marks, and you still get to do it because of it, and he's one of those guys that, yeah, I love him. He's great, and he's just as a human, as a hum- is amazing. <laughs> he, yeah, he is a special one yeah. for sure. Oh, and you are as well. Uh, like attracts like. Um, now, um, I also, um, you know, and I wanted to reach out is... Um, someone that has also been in, involved in your life and your career as well as John Humphreys. Oh, it's awesome. And I reached out to John, and John had a few words um, to share. Oh, wow. And so we'll play that now yeah, and let you hear. Cool. And then I want to. Then I have some questions after that, but we might have to wind it up quick. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, right. Johnny was, um, yeah, John helped a ton in, during the dead years. If it wasn't for him, I, you know. He really helped out when I was in the 90s when it was slow. <laughs> yeah, he's another beautiful visionary as well. Hi, this is John Humphreys. Tell a little story about Lance Mountain. Um, I think probably my most memorable story of Lance was when Lance was still on Adidas. We We got to build some ramps in his house. <clears throat> the house next door to where he grew up and he lived in for years and him and Yvette were selling the house and about to move out um, so he came up with the idea of building some ramps in the house uh, kind of like what Neil Blunder did back in the day and when Neil Blunder and Lance skated in that house so <clears throat> we built a bunch of uh, ramps in his living room, we built one on his back porch, we built uh, a runway down his stairs to a giant quarter pipe out that went out the front door onto his lawn. Um, I, mostly I can just remember uh, laughing so hard. I never laughed so hard in my, all my life, especially uh, when the neighbors would come by and, and kind of figure out, try to figure out what the heck we're doing. Because we, we filmed a bunch of it at night too, so we had lights and whatnot set up. And you could see Lance through the front window doing a front side uh, rock on the on his chimney mantle and then a backside pivot on the chimney mantle. But I think the most hilarious was uh, I was shooting out the top window down at the ramp, and Lance tried to do an invert on the quarter pipe um, in the front yard. And I think his board and his feet got tangled in the tree out in front, and then he fell. And, I mean, dude, we were laughing so hard. The neighbors must have thought we were insane. Um, they never called the cops, but uh, we got some great footage. You can, I think you can see it in, um, in the firm video that, uh, that I worked on, Can't Stop the Firm. Um, but uh, those are those are some good times, some good days. Uh, probably one of the funnest times of my life. Uh, I love Lance. 
He's the best. He's everybody's hero. Uh, hands down, my favorite all-time skateboarder uh, since I was a kid and until now, until present day. Uh, love you, Lance. After, even after working with me, he likes me. <laughs> oh, John's the best. Oh. He didn't mention that I was in my pajamas the whole time. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, man. Funny. You no, know, and I'm gonna have to have you on, on like for a whole episode on uh, your constructions. <laughs> um, yeah, no, about you know, I mean, obviously the animal. I mean, there's so many other things we're gonna have to have you back on if we can. Um, uh, you know, in the firm days, and um, I mean, and so many, so much more, and also your art. I mean, that's, I didn't even, and that is for me like hand in hand as well with your skateboarding. I mean, um, and, and tattooed in my brain, you know, certain of your image, even uh, being fortunate to have been in the show with you with yeah. Ripper, Ripper, Rip the Ripper, and, um, and then also with um, Pull Rules, uh, but then the Love and Guts show you yeah. did, and then Joe Strummer, um, you, benefit, you did a benefit for Joe Strummer after he passed, I believe, with, yeah. with Cyril. Yeah. Yeah, it's been cool. Um, <laughs> funny stuff. Yeah, I just work like right now. I'm just working on a. I'm working on a little short video. It's got to finish it up in the next week or two for a. Um, a blazer colorway Nike, that's coming out in about three weeks or something. Rad. So I'm trying to finish that up and skate, which is um, having a little. You know, it's a video, so having a hard time right now. <laughs> but it's good. Right on. Okay, so that's gonna that's gonna drop in about three like three weeks. They're or? gonna call me any day and say it's due, <laughs> and I'm trying to edit it. Yesterday. Right now. Yeah. So at some point, yeah, I can't. I don't know exact the date, but yeah, it's cool. They've been uh, letting me do different, you know, um, projects with them for the last eleven years. It's been amazing, and um, yeah, we're doing a shoe colorway right now sick. on a blazer. So sick. Okay, and then if you're just tuning, I'm. We've got to wind this up because we've got another guest coming on. But uh, if you want to, um, obviously, Lance's all over social media. I mean, he I was. He, he, was. <laughs> no. he was. He doesn't like to go on it too often. But you can follow him at Lance Mountain um, on Instagram and on, on, on Twitter. And then also uh, your Facebook fan page. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, LanceMountain.com is your website, yes. which has kind of a portal of everything, kind of a, a mix match. And there's because there's so many so many tears to you it's so amazing yeah, let's try to build a little um yeah let's try to build a little history thing on there and then it um the program i used went out of business <laughs> about four years ago so it's it's there but it's no good, it's, it's, it's pretty stuff. it's pretty rad yeah no it's really rad there's videos there's and then i did have a quick question and then yeah. we're gonna have to like um edit I, <laughs> <laughs> um and this is gonna be a, just a quick quick answer yeah. from you but You've been graced the covers of so many magazines, juxtaposed included. I mean, which I think is pretty rad as an artist and a skateboarder. Um, what one cover means the most to you? And that's a really tough question. The or one, the one that comes first to your mind, I should say. Uh, the first one, obviously. Okay. Thrasher. Glenn, okay. Glenn Friedman shot it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, the first, the first one always means the most. Okay. Now, did you go to? I went to Seven Eleven. My first ad photo was Buster Halterman, and I went to Seven Eleven to make sure that it wasn't just in the trans world that I got at home. Yeah. That it was actually in the publications. Did you go to the store and try to find it to make sure that you did have the cover? Or no, this is 1983. <laughs> okay. There, and, um, you couldn't find it. <laughs> there was no. Um, they weren't. The magazines were handed out between the ten of us who skated still. <laughs> there were no stores oh, at that so time. Cool. Oh good. man, that's amazing! All right, um, and I'm I'm heartbroken because I would love to keep you on. Um, so, um, but we're gonna have to have you back on in station in the station back on the Desiree show again. You can follow Lance at Lance Mountain uh, on IG, Twitter, Facebook, and also his website. Um, coming up next, uh, we're gonna go to Texas, yeah. and um, we're actually gonna keep Lance in studio as well. You might have a question for. Mr. Harvey Armstrong, who's heading to the Football Hall of Fame in Canton tomorrow. Yay. All right, this is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio. First downs and flip tricks, and we'll be right back. Yeah, that's right. 
cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth, in the middle of the universe. This is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio. Welcome back. First downs and flip tricks. I'm super excited to welcome a former defensive tackle, SMU Mustang, selected in the seventh round of the NFL draft to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with five seasons in the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm having a struggle there with the names there, uh, Mr. Harvey Armstrong. Harvey, huge thanks for your time tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited. You know, I, I don't get to talk on the radio too often these days, so I'm like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I, you know, I just wanted to thank you, and it was so great to meet you and Eric Dickerson uh, at Marshall Falk's event uh, a few, like about a month and a half ago. Um, you know, and I forgot to ask you how you played that day. Wow, well, Eric <laughs> goes every year, and he invited <laughs> me. I was actually in L.A. for a week with my daughter. She was filming a, a Nickelodeon show, so I had to sit on a set with her. So I decided to drive up with him from L.A. and. And uh, of course, the rest is history. I had a chance to meet you and 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 go from there. So, right on, right on. Well, you know, I bring up Eric, and that's how I met. And yet, you two have had obviously teammates at SMU. You guys both played for the Colts. What is? I mean, f- football and friends and family. But what does this relationship mean to you? Oh, Eric and I go way back. I actually recruited Eric out of high school. So I, I've known Eric over 35 years. Uh, so I went to his home to recruit him, and we went snake hunting. He's from a little country town in Sealy, and and for past time, for past time, we actually went snake hunting. So uh, that's how <laughs> I guess deep we go, and 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 the friendship goes that I trust him with my life to actually go hunting for snakes, and I am terrified of snakes. So. Uh, the relationship goes way back, and of course, when we played together with in, in college, played together in Indianapolis, and we actually lived right next door to each other when he was uh, when the trade came on, and he was ended up in Indianapolis. So it's been a good friendship. Oh, that's awesome. Now, can the snake chasing and killing? I know there's been some. I've heard some funny, different type of off the field training. Anything to do with football or? <laughs> Uh, yes, eye coordination, <laughs> looking out for snakes coming from your left and right and walking through tall grass. Uh, it was good training for me because I ran a lot. Mm-hmm. I was running the whole time. I that's the way that wasn't a good afternoon for me. I'm <laughs> smiling now, but that wasn't a very pleasant uh hobby, uh, pastime to go to pick up for an 18 year old. <laughs> right on. No, that's funny. You know, and you mentioned you're raised in Texas. What does it yeah. mean? I mean, Texas is synonymous with football. What is it like growing up in a football vortex like that? I tell people all the time, uh, for a homecoming game, we play in the Astrodome for those uh, for those that is in our age range, or my age range. Uh, the Astrodome was, was a big dome in Houston where all is played. And so we played our homecoming there. We had over 40,000 people at a homecoming game. Of course, we would, we would get almost 50,000 people for a playoff game. And so for a high school to, to get that many people you, you, is not even heard of now. I mean, I go to high school games here in Atlanta, and they might have 500 people. Uh, that, no, that didn't happen in, 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 in Houston. And from my actual neighborhood, Desiree, my actual neighborhood, within 20 blocks of each other, we have we have 18 players, 18 guys that have played in the NFL over two years. Wow! But just from my neighborhood, 18 guys that have played in the NFL. Jacob Green being one, Rodney Hampton, Mark or Lewis, just to name a few. Uh, so football is pretty big in Texas. <laughs> And everything is big in Texas, I heard. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree. I totally agree. 
Oh, if you're just tuning in, I'm joined by Harvey Armstrong uh, via Atlanta. I was a little, uh, I said Texas a little earlier, um, and this is Dash Radio. I, I also have Lance Mountain in studio, and uh, he did like playing football. He liked watching football as well. He's a professional skateboarder. Lance, did you have a question? Do you have any any football-related questions you want to ask Harvey? Oh, wow. Caught me off guard. Oh, well, or actually, it? we can right. give you a moment. We can give you a moment because I know he gets, needs to get on the road. Um, I'll ask a... Harvey, another question as well. All right, um, Harvey, you play the the most physical defensive position, defensive tackle. How did that come about for you, or the strongest position? Well, I played defensive end in college, and uh, and so they moved me actually to when I got to the pros, they moved me to nose tackle because I was I, I was able to play all three positions. So I was kind of a swing man my first four or five years, and then but, but then they wanted to get me on the field more, and so they put me in nose tackle, and I, I end up starting. That was probably the worst decision that I could have made, <laughs> uh, but of course you do things just to get on the field. And 13 surgeries later, uh, that lets you know how dangerous and how crazy that position is. I just had a knee replacement. When you saw me, I was just coming off. Uh, my 11th knee operation and both of my knees have been replaced so I tell all the kids out there if you want to play football it's a great sport I love it but don't play nose tackle try to find another position (laughs) you know and then on that note uh, did you have there was there a player that you aspired to as a kid as a kid, uh, Mean Joe Green oh. uh, was a big uh, idol of mine, a big fan. I, I, I watched him, and, and of course, I, I, I got to meet him, and it was just a, a, a honor to meet him. So that was one of my players growing up. I love Bob Hayes for the Cowboys, and I, I'm a Cowboy hater now. <laughs> uh, but that was one of my players because he was so fast and one of my, my favorite. Of course, I love Earl Campbell, but I got to play against Earl Campbell. And so me watching him as I grew up playing and playing against him, that wasn't a great, it wasn't a great day. <laughs> it wasn't a great day. Um, but me and Joe Green will be a guy that I just idolize. And I, have, I even wore number 75 in college. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, now, you also played, you were a Mustang, a Division One school. There... From the Mustangs, 172 drafted alums and 151 pro players. Eric and you are just two of those. You know, and you kind of went on, you went in a little in-depth about some of your neighborhood of having 18 friends or 18 neighbors playing the NFL. Can you speak on the brotherhood of football or actually this community specifically? You know, people ask me all the time, you know, what do you miss about football? You, you, you've been injured. You've had all these surgeries, Harvey. Of course, I, I suffer with, with headaches and and I've had tons and of, of, of concussions, all the injuries and, and the things that I, I, I endure daily. It's not a day that I wake up that I'm not in pain. And my daughter looks at me and they did it. I would, let, I would never let my kids play football. But I say all of that to say, when I think of football, I think of the camaraderie, I think about the team, I think about being in the locker room. That is priceless. I miss that tremendously. And you can never have that feeling because you don't have that brotherhood. Every day you, you go to war with these guys and you go to battle with these guys and you're in the trenches with these guys and, and you're in the whirlpool and you go to dinner. And so you have such a bonding with all the guys and the friendships you develop. And everybody, you don't like everybody on the team. You know, you have your little cliques. But we know on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoons or Monday nights, we know once we lace it up and we put the same colors on, Man, it's all about the brotherhood, and and I just love hearing how Seattle Seahawks how they talk about the brotherhood, and Atlanta Falcons have adopted that that mindset, and and it's something that you just can't replace. And even as an old man now, 57 years old, I miss that brotherhood. I, and when me and Eric get together, matter of fact, I'm going to the Hall of Fame game, and I'm gonna hang out with Eric and those guys, just getting together with the guys and talking trash and talking about each other. Man, it is priceless. And when you saw us hanging out in San Diego at Marshall Fox Tournament, I mean, for us just to sit there with three or four guys and just kind of reminisce, I mean, it's, I don't know how to, I don't even know 
it, it's such a feeling it gives me goosebumps even thinking about it. So the brotherhood is real. It's something that you miss. You miss the money, but 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 that is not even close of missing the brotherhood and the camaraderie you have with each player. Beautiful. Thank you. And safe and amazing trips. Now, this is going to be your first uh, pro, pro Football Hall of Fame as well. Exactly. Yes, it will. It will. So this was one of my on my bucket list. So I'm looking forward. I fly out in the morning. So I'm very excited to uh, go up and, and just to mix and mingle and see the guys and, and be around that crowd and be around the, the greatest. I mean, that that's the pinnacle of the sport. You know, you want to be in the Super Bowl, then you want to be in the Hall of Fame. So I'm excited. Right on. Now, and you've had the opportunity as well to be, you've been surrounded around amazing football, but coaches, I was looking, I mean, Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil was your coach when you first went in the NFL. Then you have uh, Ron Meyer, who followed you from uh, um, SMU. You had him also with the Colts. Uh, what does the role of coach mean to you? Well, Dick Vermeil was just, just a legend yeah. for me to sit in his meetings as a, as a rookie. And, and see this grown man. He was very emotional. He, he coached with passion. He cried a lot at the meetings. And, and that, I, I just had never seen a grown man like that cry and would just to have so much success. They just went to the Super Bowl in 81, and I was there in 82. And so to be around him and to watch the players, how they responded to him and his demands, he was a very demanding person on himself and his team. And I just didn't believe that these guys would work that hard for him. But he was such an awesome man. He was such an awesome coach. And it was just an honor to sit there. Of course, while my and myself, we just, we, we great friends. I love that man. Uh, just would, would run, run through a wall for him. And all the players loved him. He was a player's coach. And so those two guys just, just has made a major impact on my life. And hopefully I can instilled that in my two girls just just the demand of, of being excellent and being the best that you can be yeah no i mean you've learned from some of the best and you also now giving back you're also doing starstruck foundation which is helping youth at risk um in the community as well you know and what do you think in this day and age and we are only we only have so much time but what do you think this day and age about this millennium kid or these kids have a different problem i think um it's a real tough uh there's not as much history there's not as much respect kind of ingrained i feel that the role of poaching and parenting uh, and mentoring is even more paramount right now Uh, what are your thoughts i mean the kids now are definitely different the way we grew up they have so many obstacles and and drugs and crime and disrespect and just the, the 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 obedience of, of life. They don't, the, the, I'm looking for that word, just don't have respect for life. They're not afraid of dying. And, and that's scary. It's very scary. And so. Uh oh. I think we lost uh, Harvey. Okay. Well, we are, we will see if we've got about five more minutes left of the show. Um, and we will see if he is able to give us a call back. I'm not sure. He might be out of cell phone service. Um, but this is the Desiree Show, and we are on Dash Radio, and that does happen. I, I do have Lance, and I, and I forgot to ask Lance if he, you know, this is obviously skateboarding and football. NFL and skateboarding is what my show is about. And Lance does have something to say, so I'm going to let Lance chime in a few moments. Well, about football, you do have, like, people would not expect yeah. you to have any. So Stacy was really surprised I like football. When I was, because skateboarders, I guess, didn't like football or any sort of sports. I didn't like playing it. I couldn't play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I never played, like, but um, I did watch it on Monday Night Football. Um, it was something that I could watch on TV. I didn't really watch get to watch TV We didn't when we were kids. So I got to see Monday Night Football and Carol Burnett. And so I'd sit there and draw all the helmets, and, I, you know, that was my deal. I really enjoyed watching football. Um was there any specific team that you well, rooted for? Well, it was at the time. My first book report I ever did was on Johnny Unitas, oh, which was a Colts rad. guy. And then, obviously, that at that time was Roger Staubach and Lynn Swan era. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we'd play in the grass and, just, you know, with Enrique. He was the guy that brought, oh. you know, Lynn Swan, you know. 
So yeah, and, and I'm not really up on everybody and everything, but I, I will to this day still watch it. I enjoy watching football. Um, can't play it, but um, yeah. No, no. What and do? But I mean, do you watch? Like for me, like the season, like it's coming really quick, and I become very antisocial because um, Monday night football, I'm watching. I worked on a high school football show, which was Friday nights. USC is on Saturday. Sunday is football all day. Thursday night football, and then Wednesday night is inside the NFL. See, I have a problem. Yeah. Like, I, I maybe need to go to Anonymous or something no. for that. But. No, I'm fine. I'm, mon- I'm, you know, I'm only Monday or Thursday. No, See, the balance comes it. out. Yeah, no, I'm on- like, and I am not a loyalist to anything. I want to see a good game. If yeah. it's a boring game, I turn it off. I just want to see a, a good game, you know, and it's, it's fun to watch. Oh, totally. I don't know why. Um, I don't really, I can't watch any other sports. Sorry, I, I'm admitting to it right now. I like football. No, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool, Lance. Um, and maybe get you maybe get you in on this weekly's pick'em. That would be kind of cool if you're into it. You're actually playing. We're just gonna do it online. We'll just play weekly. Everybody will pick their picks every oh, week. Oh no, and that's Olson. And you know, <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't know that much about it. I really don't know anything about it. Yep, yeah. you, you, like you pick. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> just to pick the win, they just to pick the the games. Each oh, game. Oh, you think he's going to win? Think gonna win. Yeah, it's oh. easy. It's super yeah. easy. I thought you. I thought you meant like. Um, no, no fantasy football. Yeah, stuff. I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. So. Cool. No, I actually wanted to, like you were asking him a question, but I guess he might not be gone. I wanted to know if he uh, the difference between when he started playing football as a f- fun thing and then turning pro. What w- that, that, the the difference between it because in skate skateboarding that's a a big difference and a big shock and some people really like professional skateboarding and some people only like playing on a skateboard and I wanted yeah but if he doesn't come back then that was my question for him shoot well yeah no and then we'll have to I will you know have to get that as well and hopefully we'll have Harvey back on um he just texted me he's like I can't hear you I don't know what happened I think his phone went out of cell phone service so uh but you guys you know huge thanks for coming in Lance um thanks Matt for helping out with the boards tonight as well. Um, I want to thank um, Harvey Armstrong as well for his time. Uh, he's out on the East Coast, so it's also into family time. Christian Soy, Ray Barbie, and John Humphreys, and you guys for tuning in. Um, I'm, I've got a stack guest list coming up, you know, and I mentioned a few, you know, and so we'll have, you know, quite a few people coming in. Uh, and thanks to Dash Radio um, and to you guys for tuning in. You can follow me at the Desiree Show on IG or Twitter at the Desiree underscore show at Desiree underscore Astorga. I should have thought about these underscores when I was doing my name. It just looked like it was easier to read. Uh, anyways, but I'm all across the board. Um, I really would love to hear from you, so please, you know, chime in, shout out at me, um, have a dynamite wheat. This is Desiree, this is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio, first downs and flip tricks, and I am out. Big, big, monkey man.